All right, so we're going to be in uh, Bereshit chapter 14, Genesis chapter 14. And uh, you won't find this nearly as funny as I did, but last week, uh, I kind of told you that I felt like last week's teaching was kind of, I don't know, I called it churchy. I don't mean that as a diss. I just mean it's, it was more kind of inspirational with not a lot of history and, you know, facts and sources and all that kind of stuff. It was more kind of inspirational. Um, this one is going to be probably totally opposite. It's very nerdy um, and very technical, but I think it'll be cool. I think we'll learn some things. I hope you are inspired uh, by it. Um, and it challenges you maybe to dig a little deeper, to read a little more, uh, to find some new sources uh, and, and some of those things. Um, I am honored today to have the Owens with us. I don't want to embarrass y'all, but um, many of you, you, you'll need to meet these folks before, uh, before they leave. Um, Mr. James is a wonderful Bible student and teacher all in his own right, and um, I'm so honored that y'all are uh, visiting with us today. Thank y'all so much. Um, so we are going to be in Bereshit chapter 14, and we're going to talk about what could arguably be the first world war. Now, I'm not talking about 19, early, early 1900s. I'm talking about maybe 1900 from creation, the first real world war. This is known as the war of the five versus the four. And of all the topics in this Parsha we could talk about, right? I mean, let's just face it. If, if, if we were ever looking for, if I was just looking for something to teach, last week's Parsha, or the last three weeks' Parsha, the beginning of Genesis, the flood and the Nephilim and all that good stuff, there's a bunch of stuff in last week's Parsha. This week's Parsha, I mean, you've got the actual cutting of the covenant, right, with Abraham. That's something pretty important we could talk about. Um, we, you, have the, uh, you have Lot, Lot and, and the division of Lot. A lot of people talk about that. We could talk about that. You have Sarai and Ishmael, and we could talk a lot about that, especially with what's going on today. But um, I wanted to talk about this because whether or not you are focusing or, or uh, you know, have any attention really on the war in Israel, which you should, but... If you, no matter how engaged you are in what's going on in Israel, war seems to be in the air, just in our general existence, right? Even if you don't have the news, even if you're not on social media, you know that there's some stuff that's going very much awry, very quickly. And all the big dogs are barking, the U.S. included, and they're all at each other at the fence. And the fence is getting weaker and weaker as the days go by. And I'm not one to say, this is Armageddon. I'm not that kind of person. Um, I just know that there's going to be war and it's going to be bad. And it could be even bad for us, right? God forbid. So with war in the air, I thought this was a suitable place to talk about this morning because there's a lot of history here that we don't know. There's a lot of context here that we don't, we read, we read through this, you probably heard it read today and thought, I have no idea what that's talking about. No, we have no, no really like grounding for where these things are. 
And by the way, I hope that we all appreciate how good it is just to be able to sit and hear the word read. I'm so thankful for you guys that read every week. Um, thank you all very, very much. So we start in Bereshit chapter 14, verse 1. And we have, we're going to do some history today. We're going to do some maps, even though I don't have maps. But we're going to do some geography today. Um, we're going to do some uh, Hebrew, I said, some history, some context. We're going to do all kind of stuff today. It's going to be fun. So get your notebooks out. And verse 1, it happened in the days of Amraphel, uh, king of Shinar, Ariach, king of Elasar, Shedalaomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goim, that these made war on Berah, king of Sodom, Birshah, king of Gomorrah, Shinav, king of Adma, Shemever, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, which is Zoar. All right, so we got all these people, right? We got four kings and five kings. So what we find is doing a little history and a little, little research. And by the way, um, we are going to draw, I'm going to draw a lot of information today from this guy named Rashi. Some of you have heard of Rashi. Some of you have not heard of Rashi. Uh, Rashi was an 11th century rabbi, uh, writer, who, a Jewish rabbi, of course, uh, writer, who, uh, his, his full name is Rabbi Shlomo Yitzhak. And so as you do in Judaism, you take uh, and you shorten the names usually. Rabbi Shlomo Yitzhak becomes Rashi. And so Rashi is his nickname. And he was a prolific writer and commentator on the Torah and the Talmud. He wrote volumes and volumes of commentary on the Torah. Think about in, uh, just to give you an idea of kind of who Rashi is and why he's important to us. Think about, um, let me ask you, do, do, do any of you ever own any commentaries that you studied your Bible with? You ever own a commentary? I remember my mom having commentaries. If there's one commentary that you're going to have as a good Bible studying Christian, which one is it going to be? Does anybody know? Schofield. Schofield. Right under that, there's going to be another one that you might have. Schofield's probably, yeah, definitely top. What's going to be the second one, maybe? Anybody think? You, nobody had? Who? Matthew Henry? Yes. Matthew Henry commentary? Heard of that one? Yeah. So you got these guys, right, in, in, in the Christian world that like that... That's the people. They're accessible to everybody. Everybody has a Matthew Henry commentary or a Schofield Bible or whatever. You have that on your bookshelf if you, you, know, if you study the Bible regularly because that's, that's the world that our, our, that's what we study. Well, in Judaism, you have a, a few people like that as well. You have this guy, Rashi, Shlomo Yitzhak. What up, man? It was a Jewish name, right? Shlomo Yitzhak. Um, you have Rashi. You have the Rambam, Moses Maimonides. Um, and you have, you have certain people like this that wrote gobs and gobs of commentary. One, the thing that Rashi, the reason why Rashi is so important is because Rashi is the one that is able to bring out the, 
the, the plain, he, he deals a lot with the plain meaning of the text. He interprets the plain meaning of the text and makes connections where you, where you don't see connections or where, there, where connections are hard to see. And that's why Rashi is so acclaimed and why people love studying him so much. And then what you have is you have throughout the years, you have people writing commentaries on Rashi's commentary of the Torah and the Talmud, right? So, so, so people, are, people are commenting, writing sermons, rabbis are writing sermons and, and teachings about how Rashi interpreted things, right? So a lot of what we're going to take today is from Rashi. And like I always like to do, I don't like to give you information without telling you where I'm getting it from. So if you just simply go to Chabad.org, C-H-A-B-A-D.org, Chabad.org, and you can go to the, um, you can just terp, type in the search bar, Rashi. Uh, you can go to the daily learning. Uh, and there's, uh, um, this is a really cool thing, actually. I knew it was there. I just hadn't really started paying attention to it. Mark really encouraged me. Um, uh, every, the Torah portion every week is, devo- is divided into seven segments, right? Seven aliyot. And on Chabad's website, there's a daily humash, which is the, the, the Torah in book form. The Daily Chumash with Rashi. And there's this fantastic rabbi named Rabbi Gordon. Um, and he kind of does this sing-songy thing. It's fantastic. He uses a ton of Hebrew, so it's easy to get lost. But I think if you can stick with it, it's, it's awesome. You can do it by video, audio, whatever. It's great. It's great. And it really will introduce you to Rashi and kind of the way that he understood things. So we're going to be taking a lot of things from, from Rashi um, today. So... You have these four kings and these five kings, right? And we read their names and we read where they're king over. And my question first is, do we care? And I think the general consensus would be no. Nobody cares. My next question would be, should we care? And the general consensus would probably be uh, no. But I'm going to argue that we should care, and for one very important reason, which is this name right here, the first king that we meet, Amraphel. Now, who is Amraphel, and why should you care? Well, I want to read you this fantastic, fantastic uh, part of this article. And yes, I'm just going to read straight from the article. I know that's not very, like, I know that's not very kosher, or maybe it is kosher. I don't know. Whatever. Here we go. So this is about Avram, okay, the patriarch in our, our Parsha. It says, the night before Avram was born, Nimrod, do you remember Nimrod? The mighty hunter, right? Okay. The night before Avraham was born, Nimrod's astrologers, because Nimrod, Nimrod was the king of what was ancient Babylon. That's who Nimrod was, right? Nimrod's astrologers were gathered together at Terah's house. Now, who is Terah? Avraham's father, right? We find that at the beginning of our, at the end of our last Parsha, okay? So this is Avraham's dad. And they were all looking into the night sky. And they read in the constellation of the stars that, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they, they read in the constellation of the stars that the newly born child was to become the chief and the father of a mighty nation. This discovery was communicated to Nimrod, who became afraid that the new star might darken his own. Is anybody getting any other vibes so far? 
Okay. Nimrod asked Terah to bring the newly born baby to the palace to be killed. Terah tried to talk Nimrod out of it, but he couldn't. He risked his life and the lives of his whole family and exchanged his son with a servant's child born the same day as Avram. Nimrod did not suspect the ruse, and he killed the baby with his own hands. Meanwhile, Avram was hidden within a cave. So this is a short excerpt of a larger story that comes from a body of work called the Midrash. And Midrash is, it can be a really sticky thing, but Midrash, um, the idea of Midrash is it's a way of interpreting, it's a Jewish way of interpreting Scripture. And there's two big parts to Midrash. There's Halakha, which means the sages have read and studied the Torah, and they say, we interpret it, that we should walk it out this way. Okay, that's included in Midrash. But also in Midrash, you have Halakha and you have Agada or Agada. We have Pesach, we do, we at the Seder, we read something called the what? Haggadah, which is just means the what? The word or the telling, the story. Okay, I know this is a lot.